Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and today I am in focus with the corner store, growing up in a village with men. The music I'm listening to starts with Q, Quincy Jones. The song is Tell Me a Bedtime Story from the album Sounds and stuff like that. Hope today finds you well, or if not well, at the very least, getting better. Um, I want to get right to it today. I was raised in a loving circle of women, and I grew up in a village with men. And if you're my age, you can understand and relate to what I'm saying. Um, my father, Detroit Bailey, passed away July 31st, 1965, the summer of me being seven years old. I don't know what kind of man he was. I met him to my recollection. I have, I have memories of meeting him twice. And so being informed the day of his death at 1.23 in the afternoon, and that still sticks in my head, um, I didn't know what to feel. For while he was my father, there was no, I've never lived with him. Um, him and my mom never lived together from what I knew. And I had very little interaction with him. And I was seven years old. Um, so I didn't know my father. But in the village of North Philadelphia that I grew up in, and you can call it a neighborhood, I choose to call it a village, I knew a lot of men. Um, I don't know... I can't even recall real reflections of how I felt after my father passed. I knew between the ages of seven and 11 years old, I didn't know what to know. And there was a grocery store nearby around the corner where grocery corner stores, basically every other corner. And I used to go to that corner store a lot for my mother and my uncle. And I had a Russian sailor hat. You know, for wintertime, you go to the Goodwill and we get whatever Navy pea coats were always good. I had a Russian sailor hat. They used to flatten out and you open it up and could put it over your head and flaps come down to cover your ears. Well, when it was flattened out though, when I didn't have it on my head, I could hide things in it. And the perfect sized item to hide from a corner market in my Russian sailor hat was a tasty cake honey bun. And I did. And one day when I was 11 years old, I went to the corner market, Eccles, Eccles Market. And getting something from my uncle, I decided to, perfect time to take a honey bun in my Russian sailor hat. When I did that, on my way out the door, Tyrone Eccles, the youngest son, who was at least in his middle 30s then, called me 
And before I turned around, I thought he was going to tell my mom I was stealing from the store. The same store that these family, the Echoes family, uh, the father, Alvin, and his mother, and the mother and four sons would give credit to my mom. See, that's what they did back then. The corner stores knew the neighborhood. They knew the people in the neighborhood. They knew that there was 12 of us. And that would help. So I, me thinking that turning around, he's going to tell me that he caught me stealing, but he didn't. He offered me a job at 11. I gladly took it. I think I made about $1.35 an hour stocking shelves or whatever. But I was around, again, my family was my grandmother, my mother, oldest brother who had by this time, went in the Navy and six older sisters. So I had a, grew up in a circle of women, but now I was in a village with men. And while there were some very imperfect men in our village, they nevertheless were consistent to me from what I've grown to believe in being men. Now, I'm not speaking on any macho stupid bullshit. My thing was they provided and they looked out for you. That's what they did. All the inner workings, I have no idea as a child to know what was. But I knew from the time I worked in that store, even with all the trepidations that my neighborhood brought along, all the the misbehaving of the, the men that ran the store, I had a job until I went to college. Even though they did not help me in any financial way get to college, they helped me get to college because I had a job in North Philadelphia from the time I was 11 until I went to college. Men influenced things in a positive way in our neighborhood. And I wasn't the only neighborhood that this happened. It happened in most all neighborhoods. See, it does take a village to raise a child. And it takes a village to save a child. Especially if the child wants to be saved. So, when I think back on my father, I remember having the thoughts as to why, for what reason, he just didn't want us. Because it wasn't like every man in the neighborhood was living with his family. But men were taking care of their families. And I don't know if he was taking care of or helping taking care of me either. Again, I was seven. Questions, some questions I asked, some questions I never asked. Either way, I might have gotten answers, might not have gotten answers to them. But I think part of me wanting to be a father has as much to do with the fathers who looked out for me. Pretty much. Um, this is Shirley Horn from her album Shirley Horn with Strings, 1968. The song is Here's to Life. I think sometimes I always wanted to be a father because someone 
has always been a father to me. Yeah. And I wanted to know what that felt like from both sides. I knew what it was like as a child. Whether I appreciated it then at the time, some instances I did, some instances I didn't appreciate it enough. But there were always men who looked out for me. Again, I think of teachers. And I'm not comparing anything to today. I'm saying what worked in my life and the life of those around me and my children's life. There were teachers. And when I recall teachers in elementary school, in what we call junior high, you might now call middle school and high school, here's who I recall. I recall Mr. Dort, who was a German gym teacher. The first time I saw the Poconos, the first time I got on a sled and slid down a hill watching people ski was because of Mr. Dort. One of the many things, one of the many experiences he gave us as kids, he gave me as kids. I didn't want to swim. We went through that. But I recall that. I recall in, in junior high school, Mr. Hart, a history teacher who was so impeccably dressed and so seemingly brilliant that he turned fear into accomplishment for me and a lot of us. You wanted to, when you went to his class, he had a way of snapping his fingers when he called on you and pointing right at you. And if you weren't ready to answer, it was because you weren't, you didn't prepare yourself. He taught us that accountability for preparing ourselves. In high school, oh man, there's, well, there was Mr. Klein, who, looking back, might have only been 10 or 11 years older than us. But what I remember is his respect for us. He didn't assume who we were. At this difficult time in our lives and the difficult place that we were, he didn't assume. He allowed us to, to figure that out with his help. Uh, Mr. Smith, who was the football coach, the head football coach, and also a kid, a, a, a man from my immediate neighborhood who knew I was a much better baseball player than anything else I did sports-wise. And he was the baseball coach, and I wouldn't play baseball because I wanted to play football. And through all of his sternness, all of his pushback on pushing stuff down in me that didn't need to be there, he was still always there. I think of Mr. Luzinski, the music teacher from in junior high school and in high school who suggested that I stay with things. Suggested I try a saxophone. Suggested that I might want to write music. Just opened up doors. Nothing against the women teachers I had, but those what those are the people I remember. How they affected my life. 
um, the neighborhood of fathers, the neighborhood of fathers, how and what they provided, they provided. Eloquence, being eloquent about things was not their strong suit. But in my neighborhood, there were corner stores, um, there were bars, there were funeral homes, there were auto repair shops, there were door-to-door handymen, all men, all men I learned to respect because they provided and they they looked out for you. Um, the Eccles family, like I said, all the policemen I knew at that time were from being in my house. My mother worked for the traffic court. Uh, my uncle grew up with a couple of police officers. So it wasn't uncommon for them to be in my house. Um, yes, there were instances that I became aware of with police as a whole in my teenage years were different, but I never painted all police that way because I grew up with men and some of those men were policemen. So I knew that it wasn't everybody I knew it wasn't everybody. See, I had, the, I had the blessing to be able to have different views of the same subject. A lot of us might not get that from time to time. This uh, is Nancy Wilson. Now, I think Ryder, she's singing to Ella Fitzgerald. The song is Someone to Watch Over Me. I've never heard a female singer like I heard when I heard Ella Fitzgerald. But I never felt a female singer like I felt when I heard Nancy Wilson. It's just something, there's always been something about her sound, the way she finds parts in my spirit that she can touch and dent and shine a little bit. Nancy Wilson, someone to watch over me. Um, and again, that's the, that's the thing when I say growing up with a village in a village with men. You can seek them out. But whether you do or not, there's someone that's watching over you. We have to form these villages again. They can't be well, I'm not going to say they can't be. Maybe they can be formed over the internet. You know, life is touch sensitive to me. So, and as a man, no one gets to define what that is but you. No one gets to define what that is but you. But I do believe it includes a couple of, a couple of necessary components you have to provide and you can and you can bring provisions in many different ways feed the spirit mentally feed the spirit uh, 
physically, feed the spirit emotionally, but you have to be a provider. That's, that's one thing. And you got to be available. And I remember at 13 years old, wanting to join a gang. And let's again, give me a little, give you a little knowledge about the gangs. Even the gangs in my, well, the gang in my neighborhood, the one particular gang, eventually was run by men. And instead of taking from the neighborhood, they ended up owning one of the neighborhood stores. And if you were a family in that neighborhood of less than sufficient means at any given time, you didn't have to go hungry. So, that being said, at 13, I walked into my house wanting to join a gang, and my oldest brother, who was 26 at the time, knew of it, and I walked into my house to him and at least seven or eight other men, many of them in blue police uniforms. And I had to physically challenge my brother. And it didn't work well for me. It worked great for me. Because it put me on a track that I knew there were men who cared. They respected my family. Our family respected them. That was the other thing. There was always, whether you agreed with the elements of what was taking place, you probably didn't know. But you knew many of the things that were done were done through respect, which is an old-time way to say through love. See, they didn't always say love. It was respect. There wasn't a family, I don't think, in my neighborhood that went hungry. There were large families. There was 12 of us. Um, I remember the High family around the corner from me, 13 kids. The Coleman's, it must have been 11, 12 of them. The Finney's, it was about 12 or 13 of them. And even, and I knew all, I can, to this day, I can picture everyone's mother. But I know of everyone's father. There was nothing but respect. Again, we were raised in a circle of women but we grew up in a village with men. We had someone to watch over us. That's the one thing without knowledge, initial knowledge of me being a man and a father, is I understand what men do. I watch over people because people watched over me. Um, Nancy Wilson just gets me. She gets me. I don't know why, I don't care, I love it. Listen, um, again, maybe all of this goes back to, like I said, me wondering why my father didn't want me. And of course, you people, it, it could turn out that maybe he did want me. Who knows? The bottom line was he wasn't in my life, even though he was only alive a short period of time in my life. But 
I have the blessing and I have the, I've been granted the gift of life enough to know that yes, he was my father and there were a lot more that acted like a father to me too. This song just makes me think of Philadelphia. It makes me think of that time. This is the stylistics. People make the world go round from 1971. The album is the stylistics. Um, yeah, it makes me think of that time. See, it, it's, it's Philadelphia. It's people making the world go round. Now, listen, the other thing is too, we learned of historical figures. We learned of famous athletes, entertainers, all of that, but we also, and so that respect, nobody disrespected each other, it seemed. People were in different veins and they came in different shapes, but nobody had disrespect for the families. Um, I'd never been in a relationship with a church leader as a child. It just didn't, it wasn't there for me. Um, I, again, I had a job since I was 11. I worked on Sunday mornings. I don't recall. Now, there might have been some that I just didn't know they were. I didn't recall relationships with religious leaders as a child. But when I got older, with maybe in the last, oh, I'd say last 15 years or so, I became part of churches. A couple of churches in particular, and basically startup churches. And second, the second one, which I spent the longest period of time, I was one of the two or three older men there. And subcon, you know, on Sundays after service, there were many Sundays where I would open up our home to the church, make cheese steaks for whoever wanted to come by to get a cheese steak. Um, conversation, dinner, whatever. Just want to come by after church and watch TV. And realizing, not realizing, but realizing eventually that I was trying to create this village too. Where my two sons, and it worked, it worked. Where my two sons could go talk to other men that they knew I respected and they respected me. We had a circle of women and we had a village of men. And some kind of way, we need to find a way to re-engage ourselves in that because it's not always through church. Maybe church can be the startup point. Fellowship can be a startup point for that. But I think we need more circles of women and more villages with men. Hey, listen, people make the world go round. I thought about some of the men in my world and the man I'm going to be in a lot of other men's world. Hey, my oldest brother is Wayne. There's a group called the Master Street Braves. Uh, Wayne, Richard, Marvin, my good friend who just passed, the bishop. Um, Reggie, who lived down the street from me. Horace Lee, the first man who taught us how to play baseball. Took us to the park to play five-on-five baseball games. Ticey, Papa Stroll, my uncle Stanford Hill, the mop. Yeah, they called him the mop because 
That's how we clean up. You know, if he got to a fight, he cleans stuff up like that. Melvin Tunstall. Uh, the Jones boys, Frank and Doug, police officers. Um, Perry Nixon, who was basically the equivalent to my bodyguard for many years. Uh, his father, Daddy George. Joe Bond, Matt Bond, all the Bond boys. Sam, the neighborhood policeman. Uh, Peanut Jefferson, older brother of one of my best and longest friends in the world, Carol. Peppy, Michael, Douglas, Harper, Leonard Galloway, Daddy Lewis Harper, Leon Bird, and again the Eccles boys, Sonny, Clifton, Douglas, Tyrone. Our kids, my kids, can recite names of men in their lives. The more we can do that, the more all, it's not about any other thing other than being with each other, being there for each other, being able to look up and smile and look down and, re and hold out a hand. People make the world go round. And I thank those people for being in my world, giving me things to put in others. Hey, listen, talk to me about this. Men, talk to the people you want to talk to. But let's talk about it. This is the Talk It Out podcast. The Corner Store. I've got a series of podcasts called The Corner Store, which is about my neighborhood. You can research them out of the more than 360 we have now today. But this one is The Corner Store. Growing up in a village with men. I was raised by a circle of women. And I grew up in a village of men. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Talk to you soon.